A couple of years ago, I made videos talking about how Skynet just went live and that video went on to have over a million views. What I was talking about then was the new secret networks being created by many players which allow hidden communications between devices using radio and this can bypass the internet. The actual technology is known as the mesh network. The original video was talking about Amazon's mesh, but right after that, Apple came up with the Apple mesh network. A couple of years later, we can assess how far these technologies have come and what they are used for. On this front, I have good news and bad news. We are only at the beginning stages of this and my video was a heads up on something that will generate a surveillance network that we cannot escape from. It can also mean that devices can receive hidden instructions that you cannot stop by disconnecting from the internet. Imagine those Terminator drones in the movies searching you out and attacking you. Yep, sounds like science fiction, but the foundation for that technology is upon us. But like I said, it is not all good news for big tech. Some things are working extremely well and some are not. So let's examine the status of the mesh networks, Amazon Sidewalk and the Apple Mesh Network and see if they're gaining ground. Maybe videos like this are making people wary and they are refusing to participate. Good thing if that's happening. Stay right there. First, let me explain what this mesh network is all about. Like I said, there are two big ones. There are also smaller ones that have limited reach and I can ignore those. A mesh network is a peer-to-peer -peer communication system that requires no centralized control. Devices can talk to each other directly. There's no need for an internet because they can communicate with each other via radio. The current technology uses something called Bluetooth BLE. BLE stands for Bluetooth Low Energy. This technology reprovisions an existing technology, the standard Bluetooth radio built into just about every mobile device, into something that can communicate in a longer range. Standard Bluetooth, known as Bluetooth Classic, which is often used for headsets and speakers, operate only within a short range, like 15 feet. But BLE works by sending very short bursts of a higher strength signal and these are able to travel up to 300 feet in the open. This is the standard range of BLE using version 4.0 radios, which is the most common. Since my earlier video was made, some technological changes occurred. The version 5.0 Bluetooth became more common and this allows a signal to spread to over 1000 feet in the open. This, however, doesn't work with all devices because it requires that the transmitters and receivers both use version 5.0 Bluetooth. This will be important to examine later. Now, the technology itself, like I said, uses short bursts of radio traffic and the standard includes an encryption scheme and some way of announcing the identity of the mesh network. This way, there are no collisions between multiple mesh networks that operate in the same radio range or use the exact same Bluetooth transmitters and receivers. The actual radio frequency use is 2.4 GHz, which is near the range of 2.4 GHz Wi-Fi. 
The transmissions are what uses up power. Bluetooth in receive mode does not use much power. To be low power, the BLE standard sends very short bursts of data, milliseconds only, and it is powered down most of the time. This allows a BLE device to consume very little power. In fact, a typical BLE device can send signals like this for about a year. This has several future implications here, especially for throwaway trackers. And talking about trackers, let's focus on the most popular uses of the mesh networks, which will also highlight the strengths and weaknesses of this technology. The tech most familiar to all are the trackers like Apple AirTag and Tile. And to properly analyze this subject matter, I bought myself Tile trackers. And there are enough people around me using AirTags, so I can make observations about that as well. I don't use an iPhone, so I couldn't do a test on AirTags personally. In any case, you will see later why I don't want to have an iPhone. I do have one that is stored inside a Faraday bag, but it is not used. I will evaluate the performance of the current mesh networks, but later on I will also discuss what the future uses of this technology can be because we're just at the bleeding edge of this. And the future uses will be tied heavily to even more surveillance. Let me start first by evaluating the tile trackers. The tile device relies on a partnership with Amazon and uses the Amazon Sidewalk Mesh Network. At the moment, the Amazon Sidewalk Network relies on Amazon Alexa Echoes and Ring cameras because both of these devices are powered with a constant power source they can be a reliable way to provide communications, assuming there are enough devices to cover an area. Being powered, they are more likely to operate in a maximum range of BLE. Ring cameras, for example, are outdoors and thus can bypass obstructions. But interestingly enough, it appears that Ring cameras and Amazon Echoes alone do not provide enough coverage. When using tile trackers, the locations can be provided by Amazon Sidewalk plus the actual tile app that exists on the phones. Apparently, there are not enough of this because even being in a very dense metropolitan area like Los Angeles, the tile tracker fails to give a precise location. It will occasionally give a location, but there will be big gaps. So from this, I can make the assumption that Amazon isn't necessarily making headway selling massive quantities of Amazon Echo and Ring cameras as I expected. And this is good news. Hopefully some have been influenced by my videos and have not rushed to these privacy invading devices. Now, the tile tracker apps could share with the Amazon sidewalk system and that could expand its range. I don't know if the Tile app shares all data with Sidewalk or not. Tile trackers are very effective with the phone app since it is a direct BLE reception between the Tile tracker, which is the transmitter, and the Tile app, which is the receiver. But the Tile app works on multiple phone models, and many phones are still on Bluetooth 4.0, which has a maximum range of 300 feet in the open. And the limitation may also be on the tracker itself since it may be forced to use only Bluetooth 4.0 for compatibility. So at the moment, Amazon Sidewalk needs more help to succeed.
The problem here is that people need to be willing to install devices that can contribute to the network, which happily Amazon apparently can't improve upon currently, even with Amazon Echoes at giveaway prices. But they can try to make more devices work with the Amazon Sidewalk network. At the moment, Fire TV on smart TVs are not contributing to Amazon Sidewalk. There could be more of these TVs than Amazon Echoes in my opinion, so watch out for these. The real way to expand a mesh network would be to rely on mobile phones like Apple has. So yes, Apple has greatly succeeded on the Apple mesh network. I'll get into that. Strangely enough, Google hasn't created a mesh network on the phone yet. A partnership between Amazon and Google could compete with the Apple mesh network. The technology exists on every Android. In fact, that's how the Tile app works, but it is not enabled without a Tile app. As I said, Apple has succeeded with its mesh network, and I think those with AirTags can confirm that the AirTags provide quite a bit of location data. There are several reasons for the success of the AirTag. First, the phones all use Bluetooth 5.0, so each phone could be listening with a range of up to 1,000 feet. This is the advantage of consistent hardware. Secondly, at least in the US, the density of iPhones is very high. The market share of iPhones is 56% here. So there are iPhones everywhere. The third advantage is that while Amazon Echoes and Ring cameras are in fixed locations, iPhones are where people are. And thus, there's a higher likelihood of encountering an AirTag. The constant movement of devices also allow flexible reach so that even an AirTag encountering an occasional iPhone is enough to trigger a location. So clearly AirTags are superior to Tile. But though the maximum range of the Bluetooth 5.0 BLE is 1000 feet, note that the AirTag itself may not be at maximum transmit power. An AirTag is meant to last a year on its battery. This is different from the power capability of transmissions between iPhones, which have a more robust power source. Now we are all focused on the use of the AirTag and not really completely realizing the other side effects of this technology, which to me makes the iPhone extremely dangerous as a tracking device. Let me talk first about the location tracking effects of the AirTag. Most of you are focused on the location tracking that you think is emitted by the AirTag itself. And if you think the AirTag sends out a location, you would be absolutely wrong. There is no GPS on the AirTag. The only purpose of the AirTag is to broadcast a fixed identifier to the Apple Mesh Network. That's it. Although it has some limited ability to receive a BLE signal, it's pretty dumb. For example, it can't emit a sound if it recognizes that a BLE message is directed at it. But you don't have any user settable data on an AirTag. Its behavior with its unique identifier is fixed. For this reason, I'm not focused on the AirTag itself. It is not the main source of danger. The problem is that most people don't understand how the AirTag actually works and are completely believing in the Apple marketing that makes it seem to be ultra safe tech. This is the Apple disinformation. 
the AirTag identifier is sent over the air in an encrypted way. So someone listening in cannot determine the location of a specific AirTag. This is actually true. And I don't dispute that the AirTag ID is obfuscated and encrypted. This makes sense and it's simple technology to implement. But what is listening to the AirTag? Well, obviously everyone's iPhone is. Though each iPhone may not know the identity of the AirTag it is receiving signals from, each phone will send the received identifier to Apple, which then is reported to the owner of the AirTag. The problem is that in order for location tracking to work, each iPhone needs to wrap the message to Apple with their data. First, the iPhone will have to give its exact location to Apple every time it detects the AirTag. And even more precisely, the Bluetooth BLE standard includes a direction finder. It can spot the direction of the signal as well as the strength of the signal. So multiple iPhone users can be triangulated exactly in relation to an AirTag, more precisely than any other form of location tracking. For example, Wi-Fi triangulation can give an accuracy of 6 feet, but AirTag tracking has an accuracy in inches. So to be absolutely clear here, Apple knows with absolute accuracy where every iPhone is located. And this constant reporting of accurate location is, is more ubiquitous the more AirTags there are. You can see now that what seemed like a benign and great use of technology is actually a significant danger to privacy. Just to compare Amazon Sidewalk, Amazon already knows where the Amazon Echoes and Ring cameras are because they shipped you the devices, but they are in fixed places. iPhones can track your movements anywhere and all that is needed is some AirTag within range to pinpoint super precise locations. Again, it is not the AirTag that has the location, it is the iPhone. Privacy is iPhone? Zock that. It's the exact opposite. Now here's a novel use of BLE that was not in my original videos on this subject. Because BLE is very low powered, Apple found a way to have this contribute to the surveillance infrastructure. When you turn off your iPhone, your iPhone then transmits a BLE signal like an AirTag. And of course, this could be received by all iPhones nearby, even if the phone is completely off. Here's the other difference with an AirTag. A phone can measure its power level. If there is more power available, it can send out a stronger signal, which in theory can then maximize the reach of Bluetooth to the maximum 1000 feet. So how do you prevent an iPhone from tracking you? The only way is to put it in a Faraday bag. You cannot just turn it off. This particular tracking use is only on the iPhone. So I don't have to worry about that on a Google phone, for example. Now, Androids and iPhones have other location tracking techniques, including Wi-Fi scanning and cell tower triangulation I discuss in other videos. These are also 24-7 ways of tracking. But the iPhone's tracking features are extremely powerful. If you want to be tracked, make sure that you get an iPhone. It is so precise that it can tell Apple how close you are to other persons and who those persons are. Like within inches. 
The secondary use of the Apple Mesh Network is that it can be used to send and receive direct commands to the phone even without internet. As an example, the phone that is turned off is not using the internet, yet the location can be determined. Apple has begun implementing AI technology on the phone to search for content on phones. I've been referring to this in other videos as client-side scanning. Short commands can be given to the AI of the iPhone and the iPhone could respond to Apple HQ if certain content is found. Think of this in relation to government surveillance. Because of the Apple Mesh Network, while the phone is on, the iPhone can receive instructions from Apple with an internet connection, execute the instructions, and do this very quietly. The client-side scanning I mentioned could make use of this hidden and secret network to send commands quietly to phones even without internet or cell connections. It is not a secret that they can do this. Just to remind you, during the COVID crisis, Apple and Google quickly fired up changes to their operating systems to use BLE for contact tracing. Fortunately, this did not result in mass use, but that's just an example of how this technology can be used. Contact tracing uses BLE for phones to talk peer-to-peer -peer and rat on each other to Apple and Google. Low-power technology allows throwaway trackers to be used more to observe the environment. This could be done very cheaply. Yes, government could use AirTags today and already have increased surveillance capability. But portable cameras and other miniaturized environmental sensors can be placed everywhere to trigger data like motion, infrared, and so on without the need to plug devices in and they could work for a year like this, communicating through the mesh network. Some of you even have conspiracy theories about graphene oxide injected into people and how this could be detected by remote sensors. Well, there are easier ways to track than graphene oxide in your blood, but still the possibility remains that miniature portable tracking devices with low power getting remote instructions via a mesh network needs to be understood. And these are miniature so they can be hidden. In the meantime, you should consider whether you want to participate in the surveillance infrastructure of the Apple Mesh Network. I decline to participate. Folks, my company creates products that are intended to protect your privacy. We provide phones that have no centralized control and are invisible to big tech. We have various the Google phones in our store. These devices have no Google on them and no Google ID, so they are invisible to Google. Check out our store for various models. We have a VPN service, Bytes VPN, which is a stealth VPN in that it doesn't scream that you're on a VPN. We do not put thousands of you on a single server. We have Braxmail, which eliminates the metadata from your emails. This means no IP addresses and traces on your email that show where it came from and you get five domains with it. All of these products are on my store on my app Braxme. The link is in the description. Thank you for watching and see you again soon.